Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the show. So, today we're back on the podcast. I admit, I am not a great podcaster, um, but I think it's worth it. I really think podcasting is a really good thing. I think people enjoy it. Uh, y'all download it, for sure. We definitely get some downloads. And so, here's the state of the podcast. I know, excuse me, I mentioned this earlier uh, this spring, that what I wanted to do with the show is really, you know, go ahead, take a step back and go, okay, um, you know, how do I make this better? How do I make it more relevant, more part of what we do here at Lauren Stage Lighting? Because I thought it, it really had fallen by the wayside. And so what we're going to do now is is do some more promotion for this and uh, hope just to serve you guys better. If, you know, you like this, keep listening. If you don't, don't. So we went ahead, we moved the podcast over to a new host um, just because it was time to do that. Um, there was nothing wrong with my old hosts. It just, it um, there was a, it's a long story. But the site where I basically, where I keep all the courses and we keep the labs, um, they started a podcasting service and it was included. And so I was like, well, it's included with what I already pay. Let's just move it all over there, right? So hopefully... You're getting this, is my point there. Hopefully you're getting this podcast in your ears so that you can learn about lighting um, and uh, get going. So what we want to talk about today, I know there was a gap and there were probably a couple episodes I wanted to do, but you know, at the end of the day, um, that's okay. We'll stay kind of in time with what we're doing elsewhere on the channel, on YouTube, on uh, the articles, everywhere else that we are. And so today I want to talk about should you use every feature in your lighting console? Okay, should you use every feature or why should you use every feature in your lighting console? Do features even matter? I, I admit I've been on kind of a rant lately about this, mostly because of things that I see out in the wild, right? I may be on a Facebook group or uh, some, you know, watching a video from another content creator online or something like this, and, you know, um, sometimes I see people say, oh, you know, on Grand MA I can do this, or as, you know, or on Hog I can do this, on Campsys I can do this, on EOS I can do this, not that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of times, people think that uh, if there's a particular feature that's not available on a particular console, then they're just not going to use it, you know? They're just going to say, I can't use that console if it doesn't have such and such a feature. And one of the things that I try to fight and I try to go past is, is that perspective, because honestly, it's kind of laziness, and I know I, you know, I've done that in the past when I was um, newer in the world, and you know, I, I mean, I get it, right? Like when you, especially if you only know one console really well, and I know for the majority of people that listen here, that's the case, and that's why I try to be an expert at as many consoles as I can, or at least um, be able to 
you know, reliably use as many consoles as I can on the market so that I can bring an accurate perspective to, to you guys and to everybody who I work with. And so I like to use lots and lots of different consoles. And, you know, it does a few things when, when, when I use a different console. The first thing is that I find features in whatever the new console is, or I find ways of working that um, make me rethink the way I do things on the old console. And a lot of times, I get better at using the old console uh, when I learn a newer console. And so what this comes down to, you know, how this applies to what I'm talking about today, should you use every feature in your lighting console, is, you know, I... I see an over-focus on specific console features when I see people talking online. And maybe it's just because I know there's this theory, and sometimes it's definitely true, that you know the people who are the most active on Facebook groups or wherever else are not really the people you want to be talking to anyways, um, because they're not, re- they're not people who actually do shows, um, or maybe they're not busy or whatever, because the people who are busy... And don't have the time to, to sit on Facebook and comment on things, right? And there is some some ounce of truth to that. Truth be told, I really don't ever comment on anything on Facebook. Um, because, you know, I just hate, like, that it goes away, right? I can create content like this or articles or videos, and they don't go away. They're able to help people over the long haul. Um, and so there there's an over-focus on features sometimes. Like, people go, oh, man, you know, Onyx doesn't have partial show read or onyx doesn't have an executor buttons uh screen that that gives you a time fader right and those things get awful specific and i think a lot of the times they're just an excuse for somebody to not learn a new console or to not put in the effort to learn a new console like I was looking recently, you know, now that we're doing Learn Stage Lighting gear at uh, learnstagelighting.com slash gear, we can help you get gear. And I was pricing out an Onyx NX4 for somebody. And it hit me that, you know, for the price of an NX4, I mean, what what is it that you get? Grand MA3. Let me just look this up. Um, for the price of an NX4, you know, it retails around 12, 13 grand. Okay, I think is, is the current retail price. Of course, they raised earlier this year due to the microchip shortage and all that jazz um, that have been going on. But, you know, an NX4 console has 10 motorized faders, it has a full programming section, and it has a couple screens. It has a single large screen, but it has outputs for more. Okay? And so, you know, the the console that that's roughly equivalent to on the MA side is, um, I'm trying to find it here, but it's it's about twice the cost, basically literally double, right? And when we look at, you know, smaller things like the Onyx PC wing versus an MA3 command wing, the it's about half there too as well. And so it's like, wait, for literally half the cost, you can buy yourself just as much or may, or even more console. Um, I would argue more because there it is. It's the MA3 compact control. I believe that if the picture is right, this is the right one. And it retails at about $25,000. And so and so an NX2, or an NX4, sorry, retails at around um, around twelve or 13000 like I said. Um, so, you know, why, why, how did I get here when talking about features? Um, 
a lot of people like to rag on Onyx or, you know, it, it comes down, it happens even like in the Light Shark range, you know, in the intermediate console range instead of the pro level. People go, oh, I can't do this and this and this. Well, yeah, but if I'm comparing a Light Shark to an MA3, even a even an MA3 command wing, it's a third of the cost, right? It's, you know, a tenth of a cost or even less than an MA3 Compact. And so when you do compare consoles, when you're looking at features and you're saying, oh man, I just, I really need this feature. I need every feature in my con- in, in this console in order to program. Uh, you got to think about the price first, right? Like, is this actually financially viable or are you just needing this console because you don't know how to program something else, right? Now, on the other end, I say, once you choose a console and you have a console of choice, you know, whether it be any of the consoles I teach, you know, maybe you're just starting and, and you're talking about DMXs, um, which NTech is uh, kind of moving into their EMU software, or maybe you're talking about Lightkey or Lightshark or Onyx, okay? Uh, no matter which of these you're talking about, um, they all have unique abilities. And I would say when you choose one, if you're going to be doing shows, whether for uh, and events, your own band, your own church, whoever, I would get to know that console and get to know as many features as you possibly can and get to know them well, okay? I'm a big advocate of that because I think any day of the week, any day of the week, say we compare just like a Light Shark to Onyx. Sure, a Light Shark is an intermediate level console. It's quicker to get started with, but it's not as full featured. Um, but let's just compare it, okay? So like, a light shark to like an NX2 console. Okay. Um, it's about an NX2 is three to four times the cost of a light shark. Um, and, you know, with the difference of that cost, you get a different console. There's different sets of features, right? So the light shark's a little more simplistic, but you can buy four for the same price. But I would rather have you all day long get to know the console you have, whether it's a, a less complex or a more complex console and get to know it as deeply and as well as you possibly can. Because when you do that, when you know how to run a console well and you've learned the features that it can have, you're going to have the best possible show that you can. The opposite of this is when you go out and you have that Grand MA3 or you have that NX4, right? And and you just dropped those thousands of dollars or whoever you work for dropped those thousands of dollars. And then you don't really learn how to use it. You're like, well, I can kind of get around it, but, you know, I don't really know how it works. Um, you know, when, when you have that, then you just threw your money out the window, right? Because ultimately, you're, you're, you're pretty much, you know, your show or your service, or whatever you're running, looks like you have a much less uh, less of a console. And maybe that's what you need, right? But I think there's really two sides of this coin when we talk about consoles, when we talk about features and things like that, okay? Um, on one hand, you know, when people talk about console features, and they talk about programming techniques, and they really dive deep into these really complex programming methods. Um, and this happens on YouTube sometimes. Um, and, you know, maybe... No, I don't think I do it. What I think happens is people forget that the audience and whomever pays you, typically, 
They don't look at the console. They don't look at your show file. They don't look at what you've programmed. They don't look at any of that. What do they look at? They look at the outcome, right? They look at the outcome. How does it look on the stage? And how well you grasp the console, how well you grasp the software, whatever you're using, um, is going to directly impact that. If you can barely get around on the console and you really don't know it well, then you're probably not going to have as good of a show on stage. But at the same time, you really don't have to be like the world's foremost expert to make a great show or service. You just need some basic skills. Um, But then, when you do learn the console more deeply... When you do get to know whatever your console of choice is really, really well, and, you know, on the back of your hand, you can think of ways to to solve problems and, and do things that you're trying to do. In that case, then it becomes, um, then it really becomes the, the, like a natural extension of your body, and you really start to make an incredible show, okay? Um, remember this, okay? I remember years ago, I was running a show, and, you know, and we had a guest band here at this corporate event, and this guy was using a rig of park hands, yes, this was like 10 years ago, and he was using an old Avo Lights console, so it was already, you know, technology was a little back, and then he had uh, the he had his program for him, uh, just a few basic things on the faders of the hog. We were We were a hog company that I worked for, okay? So he had a few basic faders on the hog for the moving lights, um, not a lot, and then he had his parkan rig, and that was it, right? And this lighting designer rocked it. Because the thing is, right, again, we got to think about the output to the stage. Like, what does the show actually look like, okay? Because that's all that really matters. At the end of the day, how you programmed the complexity of your cloning, the did you use this feature did you use that feature did you have this layout view like on ma that just looked incredible that you spent all these hours on none of that really matters at the end of the day because the people that are watching your event they're not watching the screen of the console right i mean if i was there i might but besides that nobody else is going to okay so my food for thought kind of my encouragement for you today is If you're using a console, take a minute to peruse the manual or peruse the videos or whatever resources are available. Of course, the consoles I cover have a lot inside of Learn Stage Lighting Labs. Um, And take some time to learn some of the features, some of the functions that you're not quite as familiar with. And the key here, really, I think, is to learn and to keep your perspective And just to think about, you know, how you best could use that in a show environment to create something really interesting on the stage. Because that's all that matters, ultimately. If not that, then, you know, what's the point, right? So, I hope that doesn't sound like I'm a downer. I really want to encourage you in this, because honestly, I've seen it time and time and time again with other lighting designers, guests that come in and stuff, that even if they don't know a console, if they just go ahead and build some basic things, 
then they can go ahead and create something great if they really know what's going on with the show. So that's one thing. But when you combine that yourself with knowing the console and knowing the show well, I hope these thoughts are coherent, uh, you can really begin to put something nice together. So if you like today's show, thanks for watching. Go ahead and leave a review on all the places, uh, whether you listen to that on iTunes or Spotify or whatnot. It really does help the show. Um, hopefully we keep all our old reviews. I think we should be able to. I think I moved everything correctly, but if I didn't, I apologize for that. And hopefully you guys get this, uh, cause you know, I want to help you guys ultimately at the end of the day. And so once again, guys, uh, you know, thanks so much for listening again. Uh, learn stage lighting gear is brand new. And at the time of this recording, we've got dealerships, uh, for gamma led vision, who I talk around a lot about, and the ADJ group of companies, which is, you know, like ADJ and Elation and the Obsidian Controls and their cables and their trust and all that stuff. And so, and I'm able to get uh, a lot of other brands through some partners that I have as well. So, if you're looking to buy stuff, learnstagelighting.com slash gear. Let me know what you're looking to get, and uh, we should be able to get you a price that's a little better, at least, than what you see online. Maybe a lot better. Um, save you some money, and uh, if you're not in Lauren Stage Lighting Labs, we can probably get you as a labs member, too, as part of that. So, with that said, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day, and we'll see you in our next episode. Thanks. Thanks.